When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here, NJ.com. Latest episode of the No Huddle Show, our midweek episode here with Mike K. We're, we're going to get right into it. There, there's some pretty big news to discuss that happened on Tuesday. Um, it kind of came out of left field. We were in the press conference with Mike Rowe, actually, which does no help for us. But we were in the press conference with Mike Rowe, and we found out that Derek Barnett, the Eagles' young defensive end, first-round pick from a year ago, his injured shoulder apparently is still bad enough that he has to have surgery and he'll be out for the season. Uh, as of this recording, the Eagles hadn't confirmed it yet, but Adam Schefter reported it, so I think it's pretty safe to say. Uh, th- this is this is bad. I mean, it, not only beyond the fact that he's an important part of their defensive line, like this is just another injury on the defensive side of the ball. All of a sudden, they don't have any depth anywhere. Like this, it just seems like the season's falling apart right in front of our eyes. So I think there's two ways of looking at this, right? So the negative is they are still in the hunt for the division race. The negative is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, I'll get there. <laughs> uh, the They're still in the hunt for the division race. It seems like everything's kind of still within their grasp. It's just now you're losing a big piece. Because when he was healthy, he was the best defensive end on this team. It wasn't even close. And, you know... You've got your first first quarter superstar, Mike Bennett, who does really well to start off games and trails. You've got Chris Long, who can create pressure on every snap but can't get to the quarterback. You have Brandon Graham, who has seemingly regressed a little bit, or maybe he overachieved a little bit last year. Uh, or he's still finding his legs, even, right, which is possible, yeah. And then you have two of those guys rotate inside, so now you've got this situation where you have three defensive tackles that are healthy, and you rotate... Bennett and Graham in, and now you're not going to be able to do that as often because you don't have Barnett. Josh Sweat, as big of a fan of his as I am, his college shape is awesome, even though they played him out of position at the six technique and the four technique at FSU. He is really good. He's still a project. He's played eight snaps this season. Right. So you're looking at a situation where you've got three veteran defensive linemen who seem to wear down towards the end of games, and you're losing Barnett, who is somebody who you're building for for the future. And that brings me into the positive of this. Let's say this season is maybe a one and done in the playoffs. Maybe this is, you know, they're just on the cusp of winning the division, but they end up seven and nine. Him getting his surgery now allows you to not ruin next season where he is going to be counted on as maybe outside of Fletcher Cox and Malcolm Jenkins, the most important player on, on the defense, because you're probably moving on from Brandon Graham. You're probably... Chris Long's probably retiring. Michael Bennett, who knows? And then Josh Sweat, we still don't know. So he's getting the surgery done now. The season isn't at a loss. You can make up for a defensive end with stunts and 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 doing some 
interesting blitzes, even though Jim Schwartz refuses to blitz consistently. I don't think it's as damning as as it seems on the surface, but it is bad. You know what I mean? Like I think I think the bright side is is a team that's kind of lacked foresight this season is benefiting from doing the surgery now, in my opinion. I agree, and I don't think it's damning right now necessarily, but I the the way I think it's damning is that it's just like another thing on top of all the other issues they've had. They've lost Rodney McLeod. They've Sidney Jones is out right now. They have no depth at any position on defense. So I, I wonder... Hey, but they still have Darren Sproles on the active yeah. roster. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, I had no, to make no, a joke. You're right. Um, I mean, that, that's the thing. So now, maybe this injury, it, it kind of has me thinking. You know, there's a lot of talk about they need to make all these trades. Everybody thinks they need to make like four trades. Anything that needs to make four trades is not going to win the Super Bowl. That's the reality, number one. Number two, you have to start thinking now like, they shouldn't be trading for somebody that's a short-term solution. A lot of these guys that have been, they've been rumored to be interested in, even a Le'Veon Bell or a LaShawn McCoy, for example, who I don't think they're either they're going to trade for either of them. But those are short-term solutions in reality. Mm-hmm. And this team is not going to win the Super Bowl. They, in my opinion, I think you could make the make the make the case that this team is not going to win the Super Bowl this season. And okay, they can win the division still. I just I just think. If you're making a trade, you have to do it thinking about the future. You can't trade away these dra- draft assets. They have a lot of them. You can't trade them for a short-term solution. And, and I, I, I tweeted earlier on uh, on Tuesday that you know it's it's starting to feel like it's getting towards becoming a lost season. And I don't think the season's lost yet. They can't win the division. They just haven't shown any reason to believe that they will. Yeah, you know, they haven't won two games in a row this season. They can't it, win on the road. You can't win. Well, they beat the Giants, I mean, but that, that, that doesn't that's, count. I mean, that's <laughs> up the turnpike. So. Look, yeah. What's frustrating is, is is you got the carrot in front of you. It's just like you don't know if you have the reach to get there. And I think that's the frustrating part. If you're Doug Peterson, I think that's why he's been a little cagey lately. Um, you don't want to be that team that has the Super Bowl and then you've exerted all your energy and then you're like six and ten. Like that, that very rarely happens. But it happens. Uh, just ask the the Ravens. They've kind of been enduring something like that. Um, look, the Eagles have been snake bitten this year and you can look at it with, with an objective eye and say, wow, they are dealing with a lot of injuries. That said, a lot of their offense is still around. They have their three best offensive players. They still have all of their starting offensive line. They have Carson Wentz. (laughs) They have Carson Wentz who everybody talks about. You're only going to go as far as your quarterback takes you. He threw for 80 one percent on Sunday, and they still lost. So there's something fundamentally wrong here. You know, the Eagles want him to throw for seventy percent. That's apparently become the new norm now, according to Jim Schwartz. Which I, that's news to me. I thought sixty-five was where you wanted to kind of top out. I mean, obviously you'd want better, but from a consistency standpoint, and he's completing like what is it, 71% of his passes? Yeah, he was 80% against uh, the Panthers. Right, yeah, so, like, what more can he do? But the problem is, is you're not taking advantage. Like, they're ha- they're, they're stepping on their feet. They're, this offense is going to have to carry this team, and I don't know if they're capable of doing it. Um, the defense... <sighs> Harry Roseman, you, you wrote an interesting column the other day about how the offseason really kind of is impacting this season now, as it always does. But <laughs> it, but the lack of foresight, it's not just foresight. It's in-season roster management has been horrible, 
horrible. Shoot, De- Dexter McDougal was signed on Tuesday, and he started on Sunday. This was a dude who wasn't and on he any might be, team for a month. And he might be one of the smart in-season moves that they've made. To but, tell this, you the still, truth. but the fact right. that he they needed him to start on Sunday, like that that's just a problem. Well, and he's not the first one. Like Jordan Matthews did the same thing. Kamar Aiken has been cut three times. It feels like, and he started uh, when he first was signed. Trayvon Hester was on the practice squad three weeks ago, and now he's their starting defensive tackle. Bruce Hector, Bruce Hector bounce, yeah, like bounce on. And Josh off. Adams played a big role right after being cut. Like you shouldn't be playing if you're a Super Bowl defending team. You should not be playing practice squad players on Sunday. That, yeah, that's just three reality. weeks into the season, yeah, they can, even if they've looked good. Trayvon Hester looks like a player. Bruce Hector looks like a player. Josh Adams might be a player, but you, that's. That's, they shouldn't have gotten that opportunity yet. Is the reality. But you know what's frustrating is is that I what I think is frustrating probably from a fan perspective is that you've stacked this offense with numbers and half of those guys aren't contributing and then you've I mean you have ten offensive linemen. Why do you need ten offensive? I get you want to build for the future with Pryor and and. Uh, Jordan uh, Malata and, and and all those guys. That's terrific. Chance Wormax does not be on the roster. Chance Wormax still on the roster. Darren Sproles has missed six weeks and was not put on IR. Sheldon Gibson's rarely ever used. Uh, you have three quarterbacks already. You didn't trade Nick Foles. There, look, there is too much offensive talent on this roster that's not being used or utilized and helping you bridge the gap. And on defense, your defense is being put together by sticky tack because you don't have the, the numbers to make up for them. It's ludicrous to me that they have seven healthy defensive linemen on this team and three of them are defensive tackles who two of the who who need to be in a rotation. This is a this is a platoon defensive line, and you only have you're only two. These deep, guys have to play full time right now. Right, it's not it a doesn't platoon make, anymore. It, yeah. It's not a platoon, and so on top of that, you have two linebackers who are playing pretty well in Nigel Bradham and, and Jordan Hicks, and then you have corners who are extremely inconsistent. You have maybe the most versatile safety in the entire league, and Malcolm Jenkins, who is being. Uh, hampered, <laughs> hampered by the fact that you have nothing around him yep. in the secondary. They don't play Rasul Douglas. <laughs> they don't like they refuse to play Rasul Douglas, refuse. which is which is really annoying. From a it's from one of a, those weird things, it used to be something that Andy Reid would do. There'd always be like a guy that he wouldn't play for some reason. Yeah, this you know is that what? Guy. I try to be as even killing as objective as possible, but like when you look at at what Rasul Douglas has done when he's played, it makes no sense why you wouldn't move Jalen Mills into nickel. It makes no sense. Jim Schwartz said on Tuesday he would only do that if Sidney Jones was out for the season. And because Sidney Jones is week to week, which makes it sound like he's not going to play again this week, by the way. Yeah. Uh, which is bad. <laughs> but that, 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 I agree. That Rasul Douglas should be playing. Well, and if, they've muffled this whole nickel cornerback situation because they've moved Devontae Maddox to free safety. He only started playing free safety in week four. And you, they should be looking for a free safety. They shouldn't be looking for corners. Like this is this is one of those things where it just seems like they don't have a plan two weeks in advance. They don't have a plan. They've cross trained all these guys. I'm using yeah, how many times quotes. can they tell us that? <laughs> okay, cool. You've cross trained Rasul Douglas. He doesn't have <laughs> you know it wouldn't help him to play nickel. You say he's not a true free safety. You know who isn't a true free safety either is Avante Maddox, and you've moved him there. Actually, what what do you think it does for a young guy's confidence that they signed a guy off the street, played him ahead of him like a hundred percent, like that? I don't understand how they've handled that. So, the I saw p- Russell Douglas. He looked frustrated in the locker room. I'm not going to like project. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that for a fact, but he looked I mean, frustrated. It's, it's just it's just weird. And going back to before when you were talking about they kept these ten offensive linemen, it, it's a minor thing now. But so why'd you keep Chance Warmack instead of Stephen Means? Like 
Right. Like they were, they were. Just, you could have saved two million and kept. They, they like beans. overloaded on offensive depth with guys that shouldn't even be on a, on a fifty-three man roster when they needed the depth on the. They got. I don't know if they got cocky or they got complacent or or what the deal is, but like they they cut these guys that they didn't need to cut. They they signed guys that they shouldn't have signed when they could have signed somebody else. Corey Graham. There's a reason why no. In, he wasn't signed until August. Maybe he says he wanted to play for the Eagles, but maybe. they banked on him. They banked on him. That's a problem. You don't bank on like if somebody says to you, "Hey, you can have a job in six months, but we don't know for sure if we're going to have the right salary for you." Do you sit there and say, <laughs> "You know what? I'm going to bet on that six month job and not take it." I mean, and not not look anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's just like to me, I just it's weird. It's. Here's the thing. So the the coaches are getting frustrated with the media for asking questions. The media is getting frustrated with the. By the coaches. way, terrible sign. For, it's never a good sign when everybody starts when the coaches start attacking the media. Correct. You know the the media gets frustrated with the coaches because they don't have anything to say. Like it's only week eight. What are we doing here? Like you know, it's funny because we'll preview London down the road, but like. This London game was like the NFL's like big deal <laughs> the for Jaguars the season. Jaguars might be a bigger mess than the Eagles. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean they're in the same boat. The Jaguars yeah. have a great defense. They have no offense. The Eagles have a really good quarterback, but he can't get out of his own way, and neither can the offensive line. They don't have a running game. I mean, it, it's just I, I don't know. I don't think they they're punting on the season. I don't think that Barnett makes or breaks the season. I just think, I think this is going to be a grueling week to week grind. Yes. Well, and I I don't think Barnett specifically tanks the season, but him on top of everything else kind of does. Like it it's like one of 10 different things that is what's tanking the season. And we, we both have kind of criticized the Eagles for this and maybe people haven't in general, but I think it's time we look at the 2017 draft and realize that that, that they're kind of partly into this predicament right now because of that one because you fill out your depth chart with draft picks and out of that draft right now, I mean, you can't injuries are injuries. Mm-hmm. Derek Barnett out for the season. Sidney Jones he, they they drafted a guy who was injured and he's injured now. It's mm-hmm. a different injury, but Razul Douglas they refused to play. Mac Hollins on injured reserve and didn't look great before that. Shelton Gibson they refused to play. Nathan Gary injured. Who knows when he's coming back? He has like twelve different injuries. <laughs> yeah, I mean really he was like collecting. <laughs> Wait, a never ball. seen anybody have like multiple injuries listed like that before. Elijah Qualls was cut and Donald Pumphrey was just signed back to the practice squad after nobody else wanted him. <laughs> like, Take that, critics! Like, <laughs> maybe we got maybe people got a little too ahead of themselves with Joe Douglas's <laughs> ability to evaluate talent. Like, yeah, I think that's a very I mean, fair. This, this 2018 draft looks pretty good, but it's super early and it's kind of banking on like my lot of becoming something, and then you're banking on a seventh round pick. Well, I mean, I think Maddox and Sweat, if the, the two of them, can as develop. like an overall draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, still, you don't know what you're having Sweat yet. Maddox looks like a keeper. Goddard, uh, Goddard's good. really good, and I, I like Sweat. You like Sweat. And you'd hope one of Pryor and my lot of pin out. So that's that could be. I liked Pryor coming out of the. That also was that also was only a few guys, and they had they clearly had a lot of holes in their depth chart. They weren't able to fill because they traded all those draft picks last year to help go for the Super Bowl, and it worked. But that 2017 draft was bad. Their off season was bad, and they're paying the price now. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think if you are the Eagles, you have to be thinking to yourself, "Wow, we really need to nail this 2019 draft because." It already was the most important draft in a long time, but now it's like doubled. I mean, look, you had to do a lot of things so you could get Carson. That was the golden goose. It's understandable. And it worked. It worked. Um, And you're always going to have some sort of, you know, regression over what happens with with quarterback trades. That's that's just part of the risk. 
I Derek mean, Barnett was a great pick. The reality is, even if the even if the player you get in a trade where you give up a lot of draft pick works out, you still are hampering your depth chart because that, that you fill well, out that you risk. fill out the depth chart with. The, I mean, that's the risk they took when they did that. But I mean, them missing on the 2017 draft was the the bigger problem here. Right. The alternative is you could be the Browns who have a plethora of picks and have done nothing with them for 12 years. So look, how he how he made the right decision by trading for Carson Wentz. He has not made. He did not make the right choices in the 2017 draft. That running back class was so it may, might be the greatest of all time, and he came away with Donnell Pumphrey, who had the biggest man media scrum I've ever seen for I, a practice squad player in my I, life. But I, I I tweeted I found I saw a tweet where somebody listed all the great running backs from that draft, and I'm going to pull it up in one right here. Okay, I'm just going to go through it. I'm just going to go through it. Okay, Leonard Fournette number four, Christian McCaffrey number eight. Sounds like the Eagles would have picked him if he fell to them. Dalvin Cook, 41. The Eagles wanted to pick him by, mm-hmm. by the sounds of it, but the Vikings traded up ahead of them. Uh, Joe Mixon, 48. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 67, which might be the toughest one. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't fault them for any of the picks before yeah, 67. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Kareem Hunt, 86. Yep. James Conner, 105. I'm not sure people knew that he would be as good as he's looked this season. But Correct. He's, but he is good, so it's yeah. a guy they didn't get. Tariq Cohen, Marlon Mack. Aaron Jones from the Packers, he's pretty good. Chris Carson in the seventh round. Like, everybody missed on Chris Carson, so, like, that's the mm-hmm. kind of thing you're like, okay. But just all of that, like, together, it factored in with the fact that the guy that the Eagles picked hasn't carried for the team and has been cut by two teams, including the Eagles, in a year. Like, yeah. I, that, that's – I mean, they're, look, Maybe they're not getting hit enough for that. I don't know. Well, and they they've, they've, they went heavy on offensive line picks this, this draft and – on guys that weren't going to play this year, no matter what. Well, and on top, I just think like when you look at not signing Legarrette Blunt was an issue. It was, I mean, it was very clear that that was going to be an issue. The second he signed with Detroit, there should have been a collep- collective gasp. He is the guy that kept that running back room together and playing well. He they his, banked on Sproles. They banked on Sproles, which. Banking on a 36-year-old running back is probably Five not six running back who we all love Sproles and he's amazing, but we're like no, no. I, it's it's unnecessary cat. Like I understand Jason Peters, I get it, I yeah. get it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't fault them for that. I mean, well, they should have signed. Still, somebody he's still else. at least a league average left tackle. Like Darren right. Sproles can't even get on the field. Yeah, and this hamstring injury, they should have immediately. It's lingering said. to the point where it's like, why is he still on the roster? Well, what's he, he going to he, give here's you? Here's the thing. Here's what's frustrating. If he misses London, he's missed seven games. You can come off IR after missing eight. Exactly. So, that's, so th- th- they could have filled that spot with a safety this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And to tackle. <laughs> yeah. Look, there, there are. <laughs> it, it's pretty, pretty ridiculous the way they manage this <laughs> roster. So let, let's keep talking about roster building. I think we should. They Eagles have been tied to a lot of rumors the last couple of days. Sure. It was before the Derek Barnett stuff. Um, a few of these guys. It's interesting. A few. Of the, I feel like we should talk about this. So I'll, I'll I'll list off a few of them. We can we can bang them out. Um, the the main. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Uh, the main one obviously is Patrick Peterson. So the 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 Saints traded for Eli Apple on th- on Tuesday, mm-hmm. which they were one of the considered one of the main candidates for Peterson, which makes sense. Although they don't really have many draft picks, so I don't know how that would have worked. But right. so the Eagles. According to reports, have been like tr- trying to talk to the Cardinals for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about Patrick Peterson quite a bit. At going into what we said earlier, like if there's a guy that they're going to get that can become a, a piece of this team going forward, you go and get him. Because I, I don't even 
maybe you don't even necessarily think about the specific positions they have needs at, but he makes a lot of sense. I think I think they should go for him if they can. You could trade them Ronald Darby and maybe a second round pick. Maybe that's enough. Ronald Darby's pretty good. He's young. He's the kind of guy the Cardinals can give a long term contract to. I don't, I don't know. That that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. I don't know what the Cardinals are asking for, but yeah, you know, if you want to, if you really want to. Um, connect the dots too. Ron Rivera praised uh, Ronald Darby quite a bit the other day, and Steve Wilkes comes from Ronald from Ron Rivera, so maybe he's got an interest in Ronald Darby. Um, I th- and Peterson wants out, so you might as well swap that. Um, the Cardinals have money, so I think it's going to take more than a second. Yeah, I, Dar- I, did, I, did Darby. Too. I think it's probably going to be. I'm uh, saying like uh, you can get you can get a good off like second and Darby is probably the best start of an offer it, they, they're going to get unless it, the Patriots swoop in with something. It, they it's probably a first and Darby for a second and Peterson if I had to guess, um, which makes sense because it's it's an well and and then maybe like a third round pick too. Yeah, so I mean, at that point the Eagles have three second round picks and they can move back up into the first. Right. If they need to. Um, Peterson. The thing that's so um, special about him—he's never missed a game. He's never missed that's a crazy. game. Crazy! I didn't realize until you until you tweeted it. Yeah, it. durable. Okay, he's been a Pro Bowler every season of his career. Career, yeah, of his career. Durable, smart, good locker room guy. It's shocking to me that he wants that he's been openly wanting out first because he is such a good locker room guy. I mean, I think that People says a lot com- about the mess of Arizona, but yeah. People complain about Mills and Darby a lot. Um, part of the reason why Mills and Darby struggle so much and people don't think they're good corners is they can't handle number one guys. You dra- you trade for Peterson. Peterson's the guy that follows he the follows dude around. You, he's worth moving your corners around. And you have Mills taking on a number ver- two guy. You have more versatility, which is the big thing that they need right, right now. Right, he can play all three cornerback positions. I mean, Jenkins and Mills can switch off in the slot, like that kind of thing. Like, right. Yeah. I think that would greatly help Jenkins. Yes. Um, a lot of people have been out there saying, you know, we need something for the off. They need something for the offense. They, you know, I, I saw a fan write the other day. We need a running back. Blah 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 blah. Well, you don't need anything. The Eagles need them. <laughs> um, uh, oh, but <laughs> this off, like, they seem very um, bullish about this offensive personnel, and I think. <laughs> I think the defense needs a game-changing defensive back because this defensive backfield is so inconsistent. I think it would help Avante Maddox at free safety if he had Peterson. I think Peterson helps the entire secondary. So, yeah. A, he's that good. He's that good. A, you've got a guy that can shut down a number one dude. You've got you, – you make Jalen Mills' plate a little bit cleaner. Maybe you trade Rasul Douglas instead of Darby, and that gets Douglas out. Yeah, um, right. I mean, clearly they don't value him. So. Right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Uh, de- I mean, that's true though. But then you have Dexter McDougal and Sidney Jones, you know, sparring off at nickel. And then, you know, if Darby's gone, whatever. The safeties would be helped by the coverage. And I think that's, you've got to set them up for success. And I wouldn't be shocked if how he made two trades. You would or wouldn't? If he did make two trades. Peterson would make sense, and then I think you trade for like a lower level rotational defensive end, somebody like a Chris Smith or a Bruce Irvin or or somebody like or, or uh, Jerry Hughes is the guy that I think the, the Eagles, I, yeah. I, I think Jerry Hughes is is the guy that makes the most sense. He's making six point three five million this year. He'll make the same salary next year, the final year of his deal. You're gonna lose Graham probably. You're probably gonna lose Chris Long, Bennett. Who knows? He can be that veteran guy opposite Barnett. He's thirty. 
still productive. I think he has four and a half sacks and three forced fumbles. Um, the Bills are, Bills are, are a sinking ship, and they're going to have a garage sale soon. Um, People still have garage sales? Yeah, well, a sinking <laughs> ship with a garage. Yeah, I, it, yeah, yeah, I know. I made some analogy. I make some analogies. I didn't um, consider that. I was just thinking, like, wait, do people still do garage sales? I know, but I, I wrote it earlier, and I've been thinking about it for the last <laughs> hour and a half because I'm that person. But uh, to me, Jerry Hughes makes a lot of sense. I like Chris Smith uh, from the Browns. I covered him with the Jaguars for a while. He's a guy that can come in as a rotational pass rusher, speed edge guy, just signed a three-year deal with the Browns. really hasn't been productive. Derek Morgan would make a little sense. Uh, I think he's better off in a three, in a four, three as a defensive end. He hasn't played very well for Mike Vrabel. So, I mean, Brian Arakpa is another guy that could make sense. Dante Fowler, I keep getting asked about, but I don't think the, the Jaguars trade him when they know they're going to get a third round compensatory pick. And they're still in contention for a. It'd be kind of funny if they trade him to the Eagles right before London. So he's yeah. going there anyway. So he he has his passport right now. So he's good. <laughs> yeah, at least there's that. Um, <laughs> at least he has his passport. Yeah. So and I think there's a couple of free agent options you could kind of yeah. look into too. But overall, maybe they make a trade on defense and offense. I really like the idea of them trading for Peterson. Uh, I could see them trading for Carl Joseph. He would make said, sense. So, so another one, real quick. Uh, there was another one that they apparently talked to the Broncos about multiple guys, and amongst those guys included Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas. I don't believe they actually won him. Chris Harris, I think his name is the cornerback. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Bradley Roby. Well, yeah. So Chris, yeah. So Roby's the guy for me. I mean, he's not playing well this season. He, yeah, exactly. Which on the why, outs- which is why you can buy low on him, and he and like he he shouldn't be your one of your top two corners, but he can be your third corner. See, he and Harris can both play nickel, and that's what I'm interested yeah. in. If you're going to trade for a corner that's not a a, a number one shutdown guy. You need to trade for a nickel. That's basically what you got to do because then you realize that Sidney Jones is going to be your outside guy next year, and that's that is what it is. That's fine. Um, Chris Harris has been very good in nickel. Uh, Roby was the third cornerback for several years. Now he's a starter and a featured guy, and not really working out all that well. Um, Emmanuel Sanders. If if they got Emmanuel Sanders, I think we talked about this on the last pod. Maybe yeah, he's perfect. It's like a wedding party. Everybody, you know, people are lifting people up in chairs. Uh, he's <laughs> the guy to me offensively that makes the most sense for this. This Of all the people that get rumored and thrown out there, Emmanuel Sanders makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you and I are both in the same boat where, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not, I'm <laughs> hey, not don't about. Don't tell me what boat I'm in. Mean, you love boats, by the uh, way. Yeah, so like... <laughs> yeah clearly. I'm a, I'm a nautical guy. I just saw uh, something, by the way, not to cut you off, but I just heard they're, they're doing a new Titanic in like 2021. Like don't, don't, why they not? They never right? learn. They never learn. Why not? <laughs> Which is weird because 1912 was when the. Right, anyway, <laughs> this isn't a history lesson. I'm not for trading for a running back. I'm not. No. I don't think. I don't see any benefit. Unless to them. you're not giving up anything. Like I think now's the time you're looking at practice squads and saying, hey, which one of these guys had really good college tape? Who had a good preseason? Which I think they need to do. I don't think this three-man running Unless, unless the Lions will give you LeGarrette Blunt for a conditional sixth right. pick or something. And he's like. the guy, he'd be the one guy that I'd be like, alright, I, I get like, it. They should not be giving up. I mean, they clearly don't value the running back position because they've just ignored it pretty much. Right, but. they don't value running back and they don't value linebacker. And I get that. I think I, I think yeah. that that makes sense. Well, you still, they need in the future, they need, we've talked about this. They just need like pieces that complement each other better. Because I don't think Smallwood and Clement are different enough. Yeah, they're not, and that's part of the problem. Um, the offensive line hasn't didn't do a very good job no. run blocking this past week. But again, if you're going to trade for somebody, you're trading for a wide receiver with at least two years left on his deal, or you're trading for a young safety, or you're trading for a number one corner, or you're trading. So here, here's what I'd say in, in the in the issue in fairness. 
of, of, of the five positions. Peterson, your number two thing would be a young safety that has talent and upside. Third would be a veteran defensive end. Fourth would be a really good speed threat wide receiver. And then five would be a nickel corner. So I think those are the five five areas of need that they really need to attack. Defensive tackle, I think they're fine. I get the vibe that Timmy Jernigan may return this year. I mean, having him out at practice makes sense. It's not a report. It's just an assumption. Um, and if he came back and Haloti Nada was able to get over his calf injury, I think that would be very helpful. Yeah, okay. we can end on that note. Before we go, I just want to read, we got a comment on our Spreaker uh, the other day. We've been asking for these comments and you guys have listened to us. We, we got a lot on YouTube too. We'll start reading those off. Uh, we're in a little more of a rush today because we're getting ready to go to London, actually. Uh, but uh, Marca Manginelli wrote on Spreaker, really enjoy this podcast and it's refreshing to hear your takes as I feel so similarly. So he's a smart guy. The nostalgia of bringing back all these vets is not working. They will resemble those Phillies teams after the World Series win. Holding on to guys too long if they don't make the appropriate moves. This is on Howie and his personnel to fix. He agrees with us. What? Hey, look. Thanks, it. Mark. I made it. <laughs> That's all we need to hear. Just yeah. approval on things we say. I'm just now. You guys can disagree with us, but yeah, leave comments on everything. We're on all the apps. Make sure you subscribe. We'll start reading them off more consistently. I promise. Uh, we're on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. The next time you hear from us, we'll be in London. You get to, you make your return to London. Yeah, my, my epic return. They they can't wait to see me. I'm across sure. the pond, as they say. Um, here, here's the thing. Here's what I want you guys to do. This is your homework assignment. If you guys are international uh, listeners, please, please, please leave us comments. Where are you guys going to be if you're going to this Eagles game? We want to hear from you. We want to have you potentially on the show. We might be able to get some sound bites. Um, but, you know, that's the thing. Uh, the two of us really want to get to know the Eagles fan base. We're both a little bit newer to the beat. Um and so we're going, so we're going all the way all the way to Europe to find them. Yeah, right. It makes sense, right? Well, we we work we live in New Jersey, so I mean, you know. But yeah, so leave us comments. Where are you going to be? What's the bar you're going to, or pub? I should say. Oh, yeah, come on, get your lingo right. Um, what's the best place for an exchange rate? Um, you know, we want all that. I mean, London food is terrible, but if you have any suggestions there chips. too, uh, I'm ready for you. Um, and we'll see you at Wembley, hopefully. Amazing, amazing atmosphere. So if you've never been and you can, you have the ability to we'll, somehow we'll, get we'll tickets. We'll tweet out some that. photos if you're not. So we you, will. It'll be kind of like you're there. I mean, they're all going to be with like probably Les Bowen's head in the way, but we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> hey, you know, you can't win them all nowadays. All right. All right. Well, we'll uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in London. Thanks for listening. Deuces.